Our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 95, verse 1 through 11. And today our message is entitled, Sanctification, Sanctifying Our Emotions. Sanctifying Our Emotions. This is the Lord's word. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said, They are a people who go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Therefore I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his holy word. Good morning, everyone. Can't believe summer is upon us. I can't believe that as we begin to get into the summer season and to the, the hectic world of, well, vacations, the hectic world of, of children being home after, after a year of school, after college students have finished their semester. Um, I can't believe that the Lord's faithfulness, well, it still extends to us. But I want to encourage you during this summertime to use this summertime wisely. You know, oftentimes summer comes and we get busy planning vacations, planning trips, planning things to do. And it's wonderful. God has given us the opportunities to do that. But plan your summer accordingly. How should I help my family grow in the Lord over these next three months? How can I myself perhaps grow in faith with opportunities that the Lord has given me? How can I serve my community and serve the church during these months in the summer? The summer months are an opportunity for us to sort of do things that we might not have an opportunity to do before um, during the busy years of the school calendar. And so sit back. And ask yourselves, Lord, what is it that you want to teach me this time? Today we continue our series on sanctification. And we come to a topic that is contentious in the Christian world. But also very difficult to untangle even in our own personal, personal relationship with God. And, and that's the question of our emotions. How is it that, how is our emotions related to our relationship with God? How is it that our emotions should change as we grow in the Lord? Oftentimes we see emotions simply as, a, as a, the bellwether or the sign of sort of how our heart is doing. And that's correct. Our emotions sort of betray sort of who we are. They, they betray what it is that we worship. 
there's no mistake in the Bible that the idea of worshiping the Lord and idolatry, they have a much overlap. In fact, they're pretty much the same thing, worship and idolatry. It just depends on who or whom or what you are worshiping. And the God that you worship or the idol that you worship, it does basically two things. An idol either blesses you or curses you. If you follow the ways of your idol and you do well, it will bless you. If you don't follow the way of your idol, it curses you. And so when you are blessed, you feel happy that you earned that, that promotion, that you got the degree that you wanted. But in the same course, if their idol fails you, that you don't get the promotion, that you don't, aren't able to get the job that you want, well, the idol curses you. Your, your heart, you know, shows sadness and anger and regret. And so in many ways, it's, it's true that our emotions sort of tell us who or what it is that we worship. Now, if we simply stop there, that's wonderful. You can sit back and you can sort of analyze your heart and analyze, why is it that I am glad today? Why is it that I am sad today? But we need to do more with our emotions than simply let them be a bellwether to the core of our heart. And in fact, if all we do is simply stop there, then our emotions will be stunted because you'll be forever just analyzing your heart, analyzing your idolatries. And we should know as God's people, we should know with the, with the teaching in this room that we will never purely worship God. We worship God by faith and by faith alone. And so if you're waiting for your motivations and your idolatries to be completely wiped out before you can emotionally give to the Lord, well, we will be stunted from now until the Lord comes. And so the question then remains then, how is it that we can develop our emotions in such a way that honors God. Our emotions should be sanctified just like our actions, just like our words, just like anything. We should rejoice when, we're, when, when we properly should rejoice. We should grieve and lament when we should properly, in time of grieving and lamentation comes. Now, before we sort of jump into this, each one of you will have a different journey in your sanctification of your emotions, just like each one of you have a different journey in your sanctification, period. You do not need to look to the left of you or to the right of you or behind you or in front of you and say, I wish I could be joyful like that all the time. Or look to the left of you and say, I wish I could be as empathetic and cry with someone like that all the time. But instead, just rejoice in the body of Christ that the Lord has given different gifts and different abilities to each of you. But that being said, each one of us has a responsibility 
to grow healthy, or a better way to put it, to grow to honor God with our emotions, that we may properly worship Him in all things. So let's get to it. Psalm chapter 1, Psalm chapter 95, verse 1. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Verse 2. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all kings. Now, here in the Psalms, and in fact, in almost every psalm, the writer, David, and the other psalmists are trying to do something for the people of God. They are trying to take theological truths and put them in songs of worship that the people of God may have proper emotional reaction to the truths of the gospel. In fact, without the book of the Psalms, without the Psalter itself, we as God's people will be deprived of what it means to sing to the Lord. In fact, if we look at any other philosophies, if we look at any other religions, you won't see a place that will sing to the Lord with such grandeur and such joy. The Christian religion marries our emotions and our, our, our reason and our will together. Our emotions isn't something that we're supposed to suppress or put down. Our emotions isn't something that we simply throw away. But our emotions are married with our worship to God. In our Christian circles today, we know that many of us have been exposed to sort of a, an emotionalization of church and church worship. And I know that many people in our younger days, in our youth, in our college days, that we felt as if to worship God, our emotions had to be purely on display for all people to see. In fact, I remember my days as both a student and as a younger pastor with, for your generation that the goal for many people when we worship God was to raise the stakes and to raise the volume, to have a concert so that all of us could sort of feel close to the Lord. Now, let me say this. In and of itself, that is not a bad thing. If that was your experience back in high school and college, that you met the Lord and the, the, the way that you continued to grow in the Lord was through song, was through this emotional bonding with the Lord. And what was sort of secondary or tertiary was, was the word of God. Don't look back in your life and say, oh, that was terrible. That was bad teaching. That was a, a horrible way for me to grow, to know the Lord. But instead to look back in your past and say simply, God was working in me 
to grow my emotions with the Lord first. And then by God's grace, I start to learn more about his words in the proper place to grow in the Lord. There is no person in this room, there's no church in this world that can grow in a balanced way all of the time. You yourselves do not grow in a balanced way with the Lord all of the time. Some of you may be really good at studying the word and you love studying the word. Some of you may be better at prayer and you love to pray to the Lord. Some of you like to sing and you will sing to the Lord. Some of you like to, to be hospitable. You'll have people over all the time to the Lord. Whatever it may be, no one grows in a disbalanced way to the Lord. But the Lord, by His grace and His mercy, allows all of us to grow. There was a time in your life, perhaps, where the emotional closeness was to the Lord was the most important thing. But you learn as you grew in the Lord that that which was good, well, started to become more and more perverted. And this happens to all of us. That you seek the emotional closeness with God, the appearance of emotional closeness with God, than just simply having God in your presence at all. But again, I don't want to sort of destroy this over here because we do the same thing with reason. That some of us need to have all our ducks in a row all of the time before we act. And sometimes God just wants us to act. And so whatever your experience has been in the church, however it is that you've grown in the church, have mercy on yourself upon where your emotions your emotional sanctification has been in your life. Have mercy on other people and how their emotions have developed with the Lord in their lives. And know that the Lord himself is sovereign over your sanctification, even in that. Now, there's a lot of work to be done um, in understanding this, and this is just the beginning of of many, many conversations that I hope that we have in the church together. But how is it then? Do we grow in linking our emotions with the truth of the gospel? Number one, when the Lord tells you to praise him for all the wonderful things that he has done. Ask the Lord, Lord, give me joy in all the wonderful things that you have done. Let me say this again. When God shows you all the wonderful things that he has done, don't simply put it in here and say, got it. 
But ask the Lord, oh Lord, help me to make a joyful sound and be joyful in the things that you have done. In a lot of ways, when something good happens to you, most of us are like, oh, I found 20 bucks in my pocket. Wonderful. Now, some of you will sit and go, $20, what can I do with that? But as we grow older, we're just like, oh, it's 20 bucks. Oh, great. Put it in, and you walk. When something good happens in your life, okay, that's good. Next thing in life. We, we move on step by step so quickly that we see what God has done. We don't stop and say, Lord, help me to rejoice in you. Help me to give praise to you. Help my emotions of joy to be developed that whenever I see your handiwork, I can stop and praise you. This is more difficult than you think it is, but it's also easier. It's more difficult because we have forgotten to let ourselves just sit in the glory of God and to praise him in song and praise him with words of praise unto him. Have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to show someone love and you, you go out of your way doing something spectacular, maybe a meal, maybe a, 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 a day out somewhere, maybe you buy your child or their, a bicycle or, or their favorite toy, whatever it may be, and they receive it, and they say, oh, thanks, and they walk away. Emotionally, right? As a giver, you're, you're like, to, to my child, I'd be like, you've got to learn, not for my sake alone, but you need to learn how to be grateful, how to emotionally express that gratefulness, how to show your love and appreciation for people who love you, to be emotionally healthy toward your parents. God wants us to be emotionally healthy to him. And so when you see things to, that are need, needful to praise God, you sit and you say, Holy Spirit, help me to be thankful and to express my thankfulness. And again, brothers and sisters, everyone is different Everyone has a different journey. And so when you see someone, and God knows this, when God sees someone change just this bit and say, God, thank you. God knows it. And so we... We grow, we link those things together. We, we sit back and we read the Psalms and we don't read it quickly to download it. We read it quickly to spend five, ten minutes just rejoicing in God. 
in the way that you know that you belong to the Lord is these emotions by God's Spirit become more and more joyful unto you. Your affections change unto God. You rejoice in the things of God. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, this is just going to be work for you. But we count on the Spirit. We count on the Spirit to change our affections and to change our heart. The second part is also true. When things in life don't go according to the way God wants it to go, and there's times of lament, we need to train our hearts and to train our emotions to be saddened, to be able to relate with people, to hear God's heart and God's um, pain over sin and the consequences of sin. And we need to follow our Father's heart and ask God, God, teach me what it means to lament and to be sad over the things that you are sad over as well. And again, you need to stop. And give your time to be, give yourself time to be sad. Give yourself time to lament. Give yourself time to be in God's presence and to let your emotions develop out of the truthfulness of the gospel and the truthfulness of the situations that God has placed you in. These simple things, if we're able to remain in God's word, to read the Psalms and to follow the psalmist's hearts will allow us to be healthy, emotional people before the Lord. People will look at you and they will say, He's only, He only rejoices in the things of God, and He's only angry when the things of God do not come to fruition. This person knows God and knows God's heart not simply the, the theological workings of, of the Bible, the theological workings of church, but they have this heart for the Lord that is steadfast. And it's not just this emotional roller coaster, it's his affections. It's the baseline of, of his emotions. It's the baseline of how he, he or, or she walks in this life. God does this for his people. Not so that you can sort of, you know, have a good life yourself. But to be joyful and to be sad of the things that aren't of God, but to be joyful in the things of God is, is a huge part of being human. It's a huge part of worshiping God. To show your joy to show you that you love the Lord with all your heart is what God intends all of us in our hearts to be like. Lastly, 
Have you ever wondered why CCPC does worship the way they do worship? We do worship the way we do worship, not only to give you just good knowledge of God and to declare who God is, but we do things in a certain order, in a certain way, that we hope that the emotional import follows with what we're teaching. The call to worship is sort of a-emotional. We want you to come. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how you feel. Come, let us worship God. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. If you're glad, fine. If you're not, fine. Just come. God calls you to come. Songs of praise. You belong to God. We're part of God's covenant, people. Let us sing and sing with joy with all the things that God has done. And as you sing those words, you've got to ask yourself, God, help me to sing joyfully. Help me to sing joyfully. Help those words and the songs that fill those words touch my heart. In our time of confession, things are silent. We read those words. We want you to look deep into your hearts and see your sin. We want your emotion to be that of lament, that of sorrow. And then when you receive the words of forgiveness, to once again say, God, thank you for your forgiveness. And to have an emotion of gratefulness and joy in him. And at the end, when we respond in song, we, we, we pray that through the service that you've met God. And at the end, after meeting God, that you sing with joy that God is still here. God still loves me. God still loves this church. And then with the benediction that you go forth understanding that I can, be, I can rejoice in the gospel all of the time because God's blessing is with me today. Two sort of practical applications. One, listen to music. It's okay. But listen to good music. Listen to the songs that we sing. Play them over and over again. You are wise enough to know when your heart is going too much to just emotional dependence on God. You are wise enough by God's Spirit to listen to those songs and rejoice as you sing those songs. It's okay. You can do that. Perhaps some of you have playlists that you can share. You know, we could have a CCPC playlist. And just listen. It's so much better than listening to podcasts that just make you angry all the time. What's the purpose of that? And it's great to listen to podcasts to learn too, obviously. But there's a reason why the Lord gave music, isn't there? There's a reason why even a church like us, we, we have a, a praise team, right? Utilize music to foster your emotions well. Be wise, of course. But let the joy of the Lord overtake your heart. Second, very practical thing. 
it's okay when there are times that your emotions don't fit the circumstance. And if the Lord makes you aware of that, just go to God and say it. Just go to God and say it. I had this one college student come up to me once and said, um, I'm so angry at God right now. I go, why? I didn't get into my first choice. This was my safety school. You know, deep, deep inside, I'm just laughing as a, you know, as a older person. But they said, I, I got into my, I didn't get in my first choice. I got to my safety school. And as we proceeded to talk, she, she started to cry. And I go, why are you crying? And she said, I'm more angry that I didn't get into my, my first choice school than I am in my, in, than I am in the fact that I can't trust in God. I would rather get into, I would have rather gotten into my, the school of my choice than to have a close relationship with the Lord. My emotions are, are messed up. I should want to be with God, but my emotions want to go to that school more. And I said to her, that's good, you know. You know your emotions are screwed up right there. Just take it to God and confess it to God. God say to God, God, help me to want to want you more than I wanted to get into the school of my choice. And let me tell you, it took her about that whole semester praying that way before the Lord changed her emotions. But her goal was to rejoice in God. And she fought for it. That is a picture of sanctification, sanctifying your emotions. That is a picture of a fight that you will have many, many times. Oh, my firstborn child, your emotions are all, all over the place. Oh, what am I gonna do after college? My emotions all over the place. Oh, and we battle back and forth and we need to say, God, help my emotions to just rejoice in you. Help my emotions to just be angry at the things that you're angry with. Help my emotions to be sanctified to walk in your path, that, that I myself would be steady, self-controlled in who I am, and that my emotions may give you glory and glory alone. Brothers and sisters, the psalmist tells us to rejoice. Rejoice. The psalmist will always tell us to also tell us to lament. Lament. Let us keep in step with our with the spirit, not only theologically, but with our hearts and our emotions towards the towards the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy in all things. We thank you, Lord, for this church, Lord God. And we ask of you, Lord Jesus, to allow ourselves to worship you not only with all our minds, but indeed with all of our hearts. Lord, we pray, Lord, that our affections may be um, 
may be towards you and towards you alone. But Father, we ask also that as a church as a whole, give us mercy to ourselves and mercy to one another. For only you can sanctify our emotions. And, and we know, Lord, that in this world, our, our emotions, just like anything else, will never be perfect. But Father, by your sanctifying spirit, help us just step by step to rejoice when we should rejoice. We thank you, Lord God, that you will do your work for the sake of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.